0: All right, guys, let's get into it. This is the MMA Rundown brought to you by FanDuel. You know how it goes. We're going to talk about one trending topic for a few minutes and then move on to the next one. Today, I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Chris Holds It Down Holds work. What's up, guys? Let's go. All right, first topic we want to talk about is the UFC recap. So with everyone who watched it, we got a great opening by Patty Pimlet. really the baddie you know he said he was gonna come in and steal the show be the new name for the UFC and uh you know a lot of haters it was a close fight wasn't like a he was like a minus 400 guy or anything and uh what'd you think did you get a chance to catch that one Chris yeah
1: I was uh you know I was kind of I worked up from all the hype he had a lot of hype around him anytime someone's got a lot of hype around him I try to tune in and kind of watch and see what they're all about and just leading up, he kept saying that, you know, he didn't want to rush into the UFC. He yeah. wanted to take his time, build his experience, which is which I think is really smart. You know, guys sometimes nowadays, they want to rush like, oh, how, how can I make it to the UFC? And they don't want to go through all that, you know, the experience building at the lower, lower levels, the competition experience, all that other stuff. So, you know, I had to tell a guy today, he came up to me with advice like, it, taking his pro debut, he was like Chris. It's a short notice fight. I yep. think I can beat this guy, and I was like, man, you know, I think you could too. But this is your pro career now, and you got to take these decisions, these decisions uh, seriously, right? Yeah. You can't go into here on a two week or one week notice, like especially your first few pro fights. Going in there with you a camp, yeah. L, yeah. Mentally, physically, you want to go in there 100. That was my advice to him. So, you know, he took his time. Now he's in the UFC. And you know he had a lot of a lot of jazz around him, um, and, and he performed. He, he gave the fans what they wanted to see. He got rocked, and he yeah, came back. Yeah. He showed adversity, and then he came back and showed
0: the uh, you know the finishing spirit. So exactly, and I felt the commentators kind of going against him as he because he started to get pieced up because yeah. the other guy was like a little bit more technically sound. Started jabbing him up, started landing some combos where he's landing like two shots at a time. Then he landed a really good combo on Patty, and people were saying that Patty is just not technically sound, and and this is why, you know, it's a whole nother level. I can felt the comments start, start to turn, but then Patty, it's almost like he got pissed and started throwing some hooks, and you saw his stamina just push, and he went through that series for, like, 30, 40 seconds of just an onslaught of right yeah. hook, left hook, right hook coming at him, and so DC was like, he may not be as technical, but guess what? He could fight. This kid likes to fight. The so other
1: I'm guy, gonna, Luigi, slowed down, too, yeah. if you notice that after after that big and almost finish... He slowed down. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of played a fact of uh, Patty landing some shots and, and connecting. So, um, and then he had, he had a great uh, post fight interview, too. So, anytime you put on a great performance, you got the jazz around you, and then you put on, you know, entertainment afterwards. Yeah. Like, you're, you're going to go viral. Like, his Instagram blew up. I think he's oh, over half a million yeah, followers yeah. now, and, and he's climbing. So, we'll see. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna build him up. They're probably gonna give him a couple more tune up fights, and then you know try to make him the next Conor McGregor.
0: Yeah, I know it, it <laughs> could be. It's like it's funny because a meme came on after. It's like showed Dana White with like Patty's hair, like he had to get a wig on because <laughs> it's like this is how excited Dana is, and uh, you, you gotta love it. There he is getting the win, the dub Patty right there, so excited. He's got like this bowl cut with like a yeah, it reminds me like Dumb and Dumber, yeah, yeah, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> it's like not quite a mullet. He has the long hair in the back, but he has like the bull cut. Yeah, it's a mullet like a bull mullet a bull mullet. So that was wild. So I'm I'm excited. I look forward to seeing Patty fight again. Of course I think he's gonna be a new crowd favorite. And yeah, I, I always love it when you see their fame go from I think he had like sixty thousand followers coming into the fight and now he's at like probably wow. like six hundred thousand. Yeah, that's that's insane. And uh yeah, at one point uh I think it was MMA fighting that was covering it and he was gaining like fifteen thousand followers an hour after his fight yeah. every hour and it was like wasn't That just down. tells
1: you like how important the personality is and the entertainment is for the like if you're the entertainment factor like you're going to get pushed by the UFC but you're also going to go viral and everyone like, he gained a follow for me. Like, yeah, I, me too. I hit him with a follow after me too. That. Yeah, I was like, I didn't really know about him. I heard about him, but I was like, who's this kid? And then when yeah. I watched this fight, I was like, oh, okay, boom,
0: you know, follow. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> No, that was dope. So I look forward to seeing him get, get out there again. But let's keep it moving. Next one is my official FanDuel Sportsbook lock of the week, Tom Aspinall to get a first-round KO. I believe at the time I locked it in, it was plus 260 um so man he he looked good he's he's a big guy he's got he's a type of one of those guys you know I, I brought this up before that I don't know what it is he's got dense bones or he's got big fists like when he touches you you know you wobble so what do you think about Tom Aspinall as a heavyweight coming in here just laying guys out? yeah up?
1: like I'm pretty sure I called it called it too yeah we were both I don't know it. if I called a decision but or I call I think I called a finish uh he's got a lot of hype around him he you did. know bisping I more than once heard him talk about how yep. he's got potential to be the next uh heavyweight champion yep um you know i love guys that have come up like that and they keep you know performing they perform time after time you know he's yep. knocking people out he's finishing people and I'm, I'm a huge fan of guys they go out there and finish people quick yeah, so, yeah. we'll see um that last guy who was he Serge he remember he came out of uh, yeah yeah camp exactly so, so we're like, like huh. we don't really know about him too much yeah you know, l- 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 I want to see Tom versus some some tougher competition yeah. um, but I think he's ready I think he's ready to fight some bigger names and you know prove himself again
0: yeah I think he's ready too he's gonna be a fun guy to watch in that heavyweight division and a cool thing after the fight uh, one of his teammates walked in and he got performance in the night and he just started bawling crying and he got interviewed after, and he was like, you know, he's like, my wife and my family, we're trying to buy a house right now, so this extra 50000 means a lot. And it's going to do so much for our family. And he was so humble and appreciative, and and he, he loved what was, you know, he, the way he took that news, out, it was cool to see. So I, I'm definitely a huge fan of him now. I already was, but now even more after seeing that. So we'll see what happens next, maybe another first-round KO. Yeah. Sure. All right, next one we'll talk about is Alex the Great White, right on the same topic. So, he got a great win as well, came through. Now, I missed this fight. I had to jump out where I was uh, watching it at my fiance's uh, family's house. And so, did you get a chance to catch this fight, Chris? The Morona Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a fan of Moreno after he beat Cerrone,
1: You know, I, yeah. I started paying more attention to him. And then, you know, when our boy Ricky, you know, started talking about him, how uh, yep. he's been training with him forever and he's been uh, you know one of his his peers and and guys that he looks up to so I've been paying attention to him more and more and man that guy that guy goes out there and fights every time he does and you know, he's a black belt but he's not afraid to stand and bang with you he'll get in there like they were they were going after it they were hitting each other with some hard shots uh, i I think alex is just the better conditioned and then once he started mixing up the ground game and and started using his takedowns and, and his grappling I think that's what really uh, you know turned it around
0: for him I agree he's he's he People always underestimate his striking game, and um, I, I enjoy watching him fight. I think this should be three in a row for him now. He's kind of a guy that always had a choppy record. He's kind of yeah. like win-loss, win-loss, but I don't know what it is. His He said that one part of his change in mentality is to always stay ready, and I thought that was pretty cool. He's like, I train with my guys, and now I just decide that I'm always going to stay ready, and he always throws his name in the hat for those short-term yeah. uh, fights. And if you're ready, and then don't have to get ready. Get right? it, yeah. So that was great to see that. I think we both called him as well uh, to get, get that dub. So I'm gonna look back. I, we might have both swept the card. We disagreed on one fight though. We'll look. We'll look back and check that. Then the last one, Derek Brunson, Derek Brunson versus Darren Till, and the main event. So this was a big one. A lot of controversy coming after the fight, but overall, you know, we're not surprised because we both had Brunson win in this fight. Yeah. Um, it ended up playing out as a, I think it was over a plus 1,000 uh, finish. For Derek Brunson by sub, but overall, what would you think about uh, the, the fight coming in? You know, we were both pulling for Brunson, and what would you think about him pulling that off? Did it end up? Was it a rear naked choke? Yeah, it... yeah, rear naked choke. Uh, like I said, uh, yeah.
1: you know, I said it on our show, and then I, I talked about it on social media, and I was going back and forth with the UK fans, and <laughs> yeah, they're like, whoa, two, two. But you know Brunson, he yeah. he kept going forward. He took a couple shots to get the takedown, yeah. and he was effective with his ground and pound. I loved how he was able to shelf the leg from half guard and and really get some extra height for his ground and pound. Like when guys hold people from half guard and they're like really low, just trying to squeeze, like you can't really get much effective, you know, ground and pound. Yeah. But what what he did is he shelved one of his legs, so he made his head and his body a little bit higher. And now he's able to like use more distance to create more power on that ground and pound. And he almost finished till those those first couple rounds. He kept putting him in that same position, half guard, boom, yeah. just pounding him out with that leg shelf. And then eventually, I think Brunson might have uh, gassed himself out a little bit just trying to finish the fight because uh, he looked like he tired was getting a little tired in that Had to third to round. Second wind. Yeah, and he got that second win. Nothing that he can't phase like a true you know a true you know vet like him, a, a good guy like. You get tired. We're, we're all going to get tired, you know, in a new UFC fight, but like it really shows heart when you get back in there and you continue to try to finish what you did. He got the takedown versus against the cage and then landed right in the mount. I don't know what till, till just tried to like bump him off, but Yeah, he was like getting flattened yeah, out. That was, it was yeah. all bad beginning of the end. And then Brunson's, you know, jiu-jitsu black belt and all the years of wrestling was able to get to the mount, land some more big punches, took his back and landed a a, a nice rear naked choke. Yeah, nice in the third round.
0: Huge, huge win for Brunson. He keeps on his hype. I think that's five straight now. His last loss was to Izzy Adesanya. So he wants to get right up back in in title contention, and he's right there. We know Darren Till, the UFC just wanted to see one or two wins from him, and they put him right up there in the top three because he's an extremely marketable guy. Very talented mixed martial artist. Izzy was even there rooting for Darren Till to win because Izzy wanted to rather fight him because he knows how much pay-per-views that would sell. Yeah. Be huge. So at the end of the day, he lost. So that brings us to our next topic. Roll it to number two. What's next for Darren Till? Uh, we all know he has a huge following on social media. He's got that uk base. Now, he came into this fight a little overweight. You can see it in all his pictures. He made weight, but his body composition was a little different. You know, he had a bit of a chin, a little – something was up, right? So he revealed after the fight that he tore his ACL oh, a couple nice. weeks out from the fight and didn't want to cut out. And he didn't take it – he wasn't trying to push it as any excuse or anything like that. And he also posted a picture of Michael Bisping and Charles Oliveira saying these guys took multiple losses in a row and came back to be champs. So he says it's not going to change his mentality, that he's going to come back with a championship mindset. Good. And there's a picture right up there on the screen of Michael Bisping and Charles Oliveira, what he was referencing. And I, I like the mentality. I think Darren Till has all this, the biggest skill, one of the biggest skill sets in the UFC. He's a likable guy, he's a marketable guy. Derek Brunson is no freaking joke. He was on a streak. So, what are your thoughts for Darren Till? What should his mentality be moving forward? definitely healing up that ACL and, and making sure uh, it's healed
1: properly before he comes back in and, and, and pushes it and, you know, potentially t- tears other ligaments in his knee. Um, so yeah, rehab, of course, getting his knee better, getting healthy is number one. Um, and then, you know, you got to do what everyone else has done is, is work your way back up to the top. Like you, you gotta, you gotta fight guys that, you know, that get you in line to, to, to get to your goals like and if that's like you know guys in lower ranking build your confidence back up get a couple wins then start fighting some higher ranked guys again or just heal up and start fighting these these i you know i personally think he needs to continue to work his grappling but yeah. with a bum acl he's not going to be able to do that um so uh, he, i think he really needs to focus on his jujitsu and his his takedown defense because I think if he can stop these takedowns, not a lot of people can, can mess with him. You know, he's got he's got, yeah. he's got really good hands, but when he gets taken down, you know, like Brunson,
0: that, that was a great game plan. Yeah, if he can play that negate and stand, force everyone to stand with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a tough guy on his feet. I hope he focuses on getting his health right, his knee, his weight, his mentality. It sounds like his mentality is going to be there. Yeah. Um, he's got so many fans. I hope the UFC doesn't sometimes uh, – A guy like him, he'll take a loss and they'll move him back like one in the ranking because they want to keep him up there facing the top guys. I think it would be good for him to be pushed maybe even out of the top 10 by racking up these losses and face someone that's going to be, you know, I don't want to say easier to get the dub, but like to make these matches competitive because I think the next guy that faces Till is going to be shooting for those takedowns, going to be aiming for those knees. This is the kind of blueprint as of now. So. We'll see what happens next. I think he's going to get right back into it. We'll see Darren Till back, and uh, he'll be back better than than ever, hopefully. All right, let's move on to the next topic here. So this is a fun one. We got Oscar De La Hoya, was set to fight Vitor Belfort this weekend, (laughs) September 11th. But, unfortunately, Oscar had to drop out of the fight due to covid and Damn. he's no longer fighting Do you think
1: yeah do you think he really dropped out because of covid or did he drop out because nerves got to him maybe he didn't take his training camp as serious Ooh, getting... yeah
0: i don't know man it's a possibility i yeah. guess he was like on the way to the hospital or in the hospital when he. oh yeah it. okay you yeah, know I mean, he made it look <laughs> good yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he's a good actor <laughs> he, he played it up <laughs> but i i really wanted to see that one supposedly he was looking good but to my surprise, Ho- Evander Holyfield comes out of retirement.
1: That's crazy. At
0: 58 eight years old, not only that, he takes the fight on short notice against TRT Vitor Belfort. So, this is the crazy fight. The new fight is now Holyfield versus Belfort. It's coming up this weekend, September 11th. Where is this at? Hard Rock, where? It is at, let's see, it's probably Las no, Vegas. Oh, Florida, Florida. Hollywood, Florida. Okay, it's okay. out there in Florida. And our commentator is Donald Trump. Is is Trump a part of the fight? Like, there he is. There he is. Uh, Donald how, Trump. is how is he going to commentate? Does he know the fight game? He I know he's a fan of this fight game. You know He always yeah. follows Jorge Masvidal and Colby okay. and that, and that. So he's probably just there for the draw factor. He's friends with Dana White. He likes combat sports a lot. I get, I know this will put his name on blast and a lot of people will be talking about Donald Trump, but I don't know if he's going to be given, if he's going to be given play I play like, Oh, left jab to the body. Yeah, like, I don't see like Trump
1: sitting there for two, three hours commentating the whole
0: time. I think he's just going to add in some like comedic relief to May- say, I like both these fighters. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just like hop in a couple, maybe some memories of Holyfield. Like these are older fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I've seen him at some older fights like back in the day. Right. Yeah, I, I, it's it's definitely gimmicky. Yeah. Donald Trump will show up in the building. It's going to get a bunch of eyes. I wasn't even, you know, was I planning on watching this? But they also have the co-main, which is very interesting. I probably will watch this, to be honest, especially with no UFC this weekend. So oh, nice. we'll get back to, da- to um, Holyfield versus Belfort. We'll kind of break down how we see that fight. But quickly, let's move on to the co-main event just to bring it up. We have Anderson Silva getting back in the mix and he's fighting Tito Ortiz. Dude, how did these slide in the radar?
1: I know. I thought I saw like a little picture, but I was like, ah, that's something. But I guess it's a fight. They're fighting.
0: They're (laughs) fighting. And Tito Ortiz, you know, you wouldn't think of him as a boxer, but I'll tell you what, how he looked in that Chuck Liddell fight, how I see him in some training videos, he could throw some punches. He throws heavy. He's got an overhand right. He's got some hooks on the inside, but I don't see him. As the fight goes on, I see Anderson Silva with oh, his leg piecing him up because Anderson yeah, Silva can box, dude. but I think Tito will give a run for it in the beginning. So, what's your impressions on that on that co-main?
1: I love it. I love it. <laughs> Anderson Silva is a great boxer. Uh, he, I've seen him box before, and Tito. I don't know what Tito's been doing. It seems like he's been like really heavy on social media. Yeah, like, like running for office or I don't know what he he's, was at one point. He was he was then he fell off. Yeah, yeah, him. yeah. But you know, if he's been training, he's been training. But I don't think he's at Anderson's level when it comes to the boxing and striking. I think he'll get pieced up and
0: maybe even finished. Ooh, yeah, I, I think I think I can see a later round, like six, seven. He gets like stopped on his feet because like, oh. he gets hit. <laughs> so 10 eight times eight two-minute minute rounds. Round. I know the main events eight two-minute rounds. Yeah, I remember the original exhibitions were eight three-minute rounds. So I wonder if it'll be different for the co-main to check that out. But if we jump back up, back to the main event, Holyfield versus Belfort. So for this, of course, you got Vitor a little bit younger. He's the MMA guy. Then you got Holyfield, of course, who is 58, one of the greatest boxers of all time, can still sling the leather at his age. I wonder if the power and stamina most of all is there. We haven't seen him fight since 2011. Okay, so it's been a decade. Um, So what are your first impressions of the main event? 58.
1: Like, how are you even able to... I don't know. I I hope I'm able to, like, even think about hitting a bag at 58 and my body's not broken, right? Yeah. Like, if he's able to do that, more power to him. But Vitor's no joke. Vitor's a a good boxer, and he's probably the TRT Vitor that, uh, you know, is is a very good boxer. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And he hits you with that power, you're going down. And then... But we'll see. I don't know if Hollywood field has been training. He, he had to be training. He probably is the type of guy that just stays in shape. He, to me, like, w- when I followed him back in the day and, and, and watched a lot of his stuff, like, I think his mom raised him right. He's really heavy on discipline and, and, and yeah. regimented guy. Like, I think he probably trains consistently and keeps in shape, even at an at a older age. He looked like he was in great shape. I saw yeah, yeah yeah. Of him, yeah, yeah. So I think he's one of those type of guys. He, it's, it's a lifestyle for him. Um but we'll see. I, I can see him outboxing Belfort if if he's in shape. But I can also see him Belfort uh able to able to hit him with some with some shots and and be like the younger, quicker guy.
0: Yeah, it would be sad to see Hollyfield go down from Vitor oh, like man. knock him out or yeah, something. that would suck. because ah, I've been such a huge fan of his. You know, I know the boxing world is going to get behind Hollyfield. It's going to be close. I think they're both going to have respect for each other. I can see this fight ending in, in a decision. It's almost gosh. I, I feel bad for a, like an older guy getting, you know, starched, or people are rooting for <laughs> Belfort to knock knock Holyfield out cold. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough one. But if I give my official prediction, you know, I'm gonna go for a leap of faith here. I'm gonna say Holyfield is gonna get the decision and piece him up in the later rounds and, and take Belfort's shots. How do you think that's gonna play out? Oh. Man, like
1: I want to go for Holyfield. Is that is that the recent picture of him? Is yeah. that what he looks at fifty eight? Yep. yep. It is. Yeah. Holy kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he looks, dude. He's still ripped. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'm gonna go for I'm going go for Holyfield too,
1: just because I, I've always been a fan. He's got the experience when it comes to boxing. He knows how to win boxing fights. Yeah. Belford's an MMA fighter. He knows how to win fights, but. Um, I, I think Holyfield played the smart, try to jab him, you know, work actual boxing and uh, win it that way. Holyfield definitely knows he's not going to go in there and just knock Belford out. He's probably going to yeah. go in there and try to outbox Belfort at his older age, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I think he is too. He's not going to go in there throwing heavy, heavy yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah. He's going to go more dancer on the outside, but who knows if his confidence starts building in there? It's we'll going to be crazy. I think he's going to try to piece him apart. Dance around the outside, yeah. and then Vitor just sp- throws this spinning back kick. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll see what happens. Or so, spinning back fist. Yeah. Oh, Dan. Can you can you throw a spinning back fist? I was I've never that.
1: seen that in boxing. I
0: Me mean, neither. There has to be a rule around it. No yeah, spinning back fist. They probably can't, huh? No, I don't yeah. think you can. So we're going Anderson Silva and Holyfield. Those are yeah. our official picks. That's the parlay, guys. All right, let's move it on to the next topic. We've got. Ariel, the heel hawani (laughs) listen i've always been Ariel high road hawani my entire career but guess what i'm independent now i'm on my own and now it's time for the heel wani era so he's not taking shit anymore chris he's not staying silent when people talk about him he's independent now he's not signed to espn he's not signed to showtime full time he can say what he wants and the first guy he's going after is brendan schaub chris what are your thoughts so do you think before he had to be kind of censored? He couldn't go off. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He couldn't cuss. He couldn't talk about certain topics. Yeah. ESPN would give topics that are you can't talk about. See
1: that that sucks, man. I wouldn't want to work for a company that like. But censored then they're me. sending but you a quarter yeah, million dollar Yeah. All right, I ESPN. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But for him, it's awesome to see. Like now he's independent. It's co- so cool nowadays. All these guys with such a big platform is you can be independent. You don't always need this huge backing to be successful. It's the day of the entrepreneur, and um, you're seeing it more and more. Guys just do their own thing and they're able to be successful uh, off their own brand and off their own little hustle. So I've always been an Ariel fan too. I think he's one of the best uh, MMA journalists and uh, MMA interviewers interviewers out there he's always asking real engaging questions um and i love that he's coming after brendan schaub and uh he's coming out yeah yeah yeah. it's funny he's standing up for himself
0: yeah i I love it he's standing up for himself this big cover that's coming on i will come after you this is by a youtuber out there it's showing their pictures so this is perfect and uh, you know ariel he knows what he's doing he's pushing it in the media because he knows This is going viral. We're talking about it right now. Every single media source, all the the 12 big ones, every single one of them picked up this story. It's one of the top stories. And he's pulling a lot of PR out of it. And uh, it is what it is. Less people are going to be talking shit about Ariel now because guess what? He'll call him Yeah, yeah. He's not holding anything back now. He's not holding back. Ariel has the platform. He's rolling with it. So I I threw up. This is his new uh, cover for his next show, A New Heel. So he's going with this Ariel Heel Hawani And... uh, I love it because all these other people who have made fun of him in the past—I know Rampage Jackson went on rants about him, Brandon, all these other guys. I like to see Ariel fight back, and he has the platforms now where he has millions. Are of they followers. Are they haters or like what? They're haters. They say that he'll, he that he tries to stir the pot and get fighters. Uh, to I got to you. He, But there's a little bit of truth to both sides, just like with any good drama. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ariel does stir the pot a little bit. He did release that video early when the Uf, when the UFC put like millions of dollars into that promo. And he released it. He said he didn't know that they were trying to save it. It, it is what it is. And the vague thing that Brendan said that I, I could see Ariel get mad at, he's like, mil, he's like, uh, millions of uh, people don't like working with uh, Ariel Hawani. He was just kind of being vague. He just said everyone millions. I've ever he said millions, but he's like, everyone I've ever talked to has not enjoyed working with Ariel. No one likes working with Ariel. He just flat out. That's how he said it. And job doesn't have a filter so though man. He said that too in his apology. He's like, "Hey, I have no
1: filter." Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't have to yeah. yeah. He he says whatever's on his mind and I think that can get people like sometimes that can get me in trouble too. Like I can be a little bit too genuine and honest and keeping it real, you know, like and I'm like, "Oh fuck, I shouldn't have said that." Yeah. But I guess some people uh enjoy that about me as well.
0: Like so it's being genuine you yeah. know here's one of their oldest pictures together and Brandon is getting interviewed by ariel and it's just it's hilarious to see it come full circle now they're enemies but you know it's gonna end uh brendan just today put out his public apology he went on with uh, brian Callen, who's his co-host at fighter and the kid he's kind of half-hearted though i did watch it and he was kind of like hey i have no filter and you know ariel you're really sensitive you're a sensitive guy now i know you're sensitive I know you took this the wrong way, and because you're so sensitive, you know, I didn't mean it like that. You're you're one of the best journalists in the game, but you're a sensitive guy. He said that, like, over and over. It felt like he was still being defensive, Brandon, and it wasn't a true apology. Yeah, because no
1: one likes when people talk bad about him. So, you know, Brandon's probably like, oh, you know, he's talking bad about me, like, telling me I did this and that. Basically call him a bully or, like, that. So, Brandon's probably feeling a certain way, too, and – you know, a little defensive and s- stabbing a couple stabs. Like, Oh, but you're super sensitive. You know, you're, yeah, like, yeah. you're like Charmin soft area. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: and he was digging and He did say like, yeah, what about my image? Cause you're not, uh, you're smearing my image online as well. You know, of course, Brendan in at first now he's blaming them. So it's a little back and forth. Just let's settle it. Let's have both these guys put on some boxing gloves, get in there and then <laughs> see what <laughs> happens. Yeah. <laughs> I bet.
1: I bet Brandon wishes. Uh, Ariel
0: doesn't want none of that. No, but. of course he doesn't. Of course he does it. But you know, we'll, well, I I look forward to seeing how Ariel is going to respond to Brandon's public apology. If he's going to go for it or not, that half hearted, uh, half hearted apology. But we'll see. I like that Ariel standing up for himself. The drama is good for the MMA game. Yeah, so. it's entertainment, right? It, it's all entertainment. We'll cover it, guys. We'll we'll see what happens next. We'll update you next week. All right, let's move on to the next topic we got up. So I thought this was pretty fascinating. You know, Tyron Woodley has earned an estimated $4.8 million throughout his career. Dude, yeah, he's been paid out. And, you know, about half that payment came from his last five fights. You know, and he's had like 30 altogether. Uh, Large part of his career, he's making like 40 grand to fight. But in his last fight, he made $2 flat plus sponsorship. So he made over half the money in just one fight. Than he did in his whole mixed martial arts career, That's crazy. so got to give it to him. The athletic commission revealed, like you see up here on the screen, that his base pay was two million dollars flat. Woodley says that with his sponsorships and with other uh commissions that were involved, that his pay is actually over three million dollars for the fight. Wow, and so you got to give it to Woodley. He went and he got the bag. You can't blame anyone, you know. At first, I was, you know, a lot of people thought, What kind of guy would want to go fight Jake Paul? It's not good for the sport. Why are you fighting Jake? Hey, look at these numbers. Ben walked away with $1 million flat. Woodley walked away, now he's saying close to $3 million. These guys are grabbing. This isn't chump change. This isn't these small amount. Exhibition ba- matches in the past, you get paid like $5,000, 10000 The charity goes for, you know, half the money goes to a charity. They're, the exhibition fights are so different now. Now it's, it's really like real fights that they call exhibition fights just so they can throw this wild entertainment factor around it. Um, so, what, what are your thoughts with him announcing that that his pay was over three million? I, I wouldn't mind taking a decision loss for three mil, <laughs> yeah.
1: especially like boxing. That's a lot of money, uh, and that's probably the only the money that was disclosed. You probably he probably got some sponsorship money under the table, um, you know, some, yeah. some under secret secret money. People always do. Yeah. Um, but. Who knows what's gonna be? That might be his last fight, or could be. You know, or maybe not. Maybe he turns that around and you know gets that rematch. I don't think Jake's gonna uh, do the rematch. Like like he said, he's moving on to other things. He probably doesn't want to give Woodley a chance to to get that get that W. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Jake, I feel like Jake's the type of guy that would probably just uh, just want to hold on to that W and not let you try to win it back. But we'll see how that goes. Ugh, Three million after pay per view. that's crazy like not only i know jake
0: probably made three times as much yeah jake is like reporting some wild numbers that like he made over 50 million he's claiming or something because in his contract he said he had a percentage of the higher percentage of the pay-per-view money yeah and the fight i got i should pull the numbers what it exactly did but you know it's gonna do a couple hundred million in revenue, yeah, right? Yeah. So what did Jake get? Thirty percent? Twenty percent? It was on Showtime, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that could be forty million dollars. Yeah. You know, he went on Logan's uh, impulse Podcast, his brother, and said it was uh, he. He does a lot of things for the thumbnail for the clip, right? He yeah. said, "I'm ten percent closer to becoming a billionaire after that fight." Trying to insinuate that he made a hundred million dollars, but I, I find that hard to believe. Damn. But who knows? Hundred mil. Yeah, who knows? That's what right? he was saying, but I feel yeah. like he was doing it for click clickbait and and trying to get the show going. But this is the type of money, you know. Even for these other fights, Vitor uh, Holyfield, these guys aren't making this old exhibition type money. Those guys are making six figures for a guy like Holyfield who hasn't seen a paycheck in ten years to get a paycheck for half a million or however much he's going to get paid. Trust me, the the wife at home is happy with that. It's the digital era,
1: man. Like everyone's able to make. Uh, more money now like back in the day you would have to you know have cable service or some sort of crazy expensive service to watch a boxing fight like when was it like like where they made it easy where you can order a pay-per-view like it's probably like late 90s early 2000s right where you can like order something on your tv but now 20 years later everyone's got their bank account linked to their phone you can watch stuff on your phone in your hand so now the opportunity to make money off all these all these streaming pay-per-view fights is, is, is way higher. So you're going to see these payouts continue to grow. Um, you know, once the digital you know streaming stuff even gets bigger and bigger, like there's going to be no cable. There's going to be none of that. It's all going to be all these streaming digital, platforms. yeah, streaming apps and all that stuff that you can just watch on your phone.
0: And it's just nuts because Triller started as like a TikTok alternative, right? And they still have that application. And they have a lot of users. They have. a lot Where did of money that back go? Why? Why didn't Jake fight on that? You think? You think Showtime? Was he signed a figure? new deal with Show. I bet Showtime said, "Hey, you're going to get percentage of every pay per view you're part of. Plus, yeah. we'll pay you a base of ten million a year." He got some wild contract. But isn't he? A, isn't he part owners of Triller or no? I don't know. I'm not sure Maybe if he's not. part owner yeah. or not. But Triller is now one of the biggest combat sports fight promotions in the world. In a quick one year flip, just because yeah. this old fighter slash influencer type of strategy they brought on remember their first show they had ice cube snoop Dogg, justin bieber they came out with a splash yeah yeah. they, they honed that in pulled that back and had like one performer last time so it's more of a real real yeah, boxing they show. learned they learned so it's it's fascinating i we always come back to it chris it's freaking entertainment man and guess what yeah. you were turning in and even the haters are tuning in and so it is what it is. Kudos to them for making money, and kudos to them for paying these fighters, retired boxers, retired MMA guys, getting some of the best, not just paydays, but some of the best paydays of their career. So, pfft, shit. Kudos, man. I wish I was still fighting, so I could at least had a crack
1: at these big paydays. Jumping at the undercard. Yeah, these big, you know, this huge sh- social media wave that's just taken over. I, I, yeah. I missed it, you know. like Instagram know. was barely, like, taking off,
0: like. When I was doing my thing. I know. You were just out. <laughs> I think Cody can get in the boxing space and, and clean up. And, oh, yeah, for and sure. I think seren- he can definitely get a boxing
1: fight and, and make a lot of money. Yeah. We just got to make sure it's the right time. And,
0: um, yeah. No, that would that be, be sick. sweet. That would be sweet. All right, let's move on to the last topic here of our live MMA rundown. Thank you for anyone who's tuned in here. We'll try to get these live shows going a little better. I got one guy on here watching. We'll market these and <laughs> – and Sweet. get this thing hey buddy, you're with. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Last one we got is uh, the big move. The Gypsy King announced that he will eventually move to MMA from boxing. So Tyson Fury, yeah, Tyson Fury, yeah, okay. So he said his family grew up as bare knuckle fighters. He's always wanted to move to the boxing side. That's actually Darren Till holding pads for him right there. Um, oh shit! He also last month trained a couple days with Nick Diaz. And uh, he wants to get in there and throw hands with the four ounce gloves. They says, and he says he looks at all the UFC heavyweights and he's not impressed with any of them. You know, he's got that old Tyson Fury over the top cocky personality. Um, But he's actually working on negating takedowns and fighting MMA and grappling and, and throwing with the four ounce gloves. And so it's interesting. What do you think about a guy? Now we've talked about 10 year retired boxers, five year retired, what do you think about a guy who's at the top of the game in heavyweight boxing? You know, he's making like twenty five million a fight, okay? To come over to the UFC to take on some of the deadliest guys in the world, John Jones, Naganu, those type of guys. Would you want to see him face one of those guys in the octagon? Yeah, I think we all would. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Right? Like I, I would want to see him punch somebody with a four ounce glove. Yeah. I think that would be entertaining. It, but it's funny because, like, he, he's probably right. Like, if any of these guys try to stand with him and you give him a round of, like, not pressing him against the cage and just doing stand-up, you're probably going to get knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, but what a lot of these high-level strikers don't know is, like, once that doesn't work for you because it's MMA and, and you're being crowded and you're being smothered against the cage, like, you, you learn real quick, like, damn, I should have done more jujitsu. jitsu Or I should have worked on my takedowns or spent a couple years wrestling. So that's no joke. You know, people uh, at the high level in other arts like boxing, they always think they can come to MMA and just do work. But it's not the case. Like, even MMA guys going to the boxing, you know, it's it's harder than it looks. You know, guys are good boxers. So um, we'll see. I, I would like to see it. I would pay to see it. But I hope he's been, you know, been really working his ground game.
0: Yeah, I agree. If he stepped over into the space, everyone would be trying to take him down. They would try to pummel him on yeah, the ground. Yeah. They everyone knows he wants to stand up and trade and, and have a have like an MMA boxing match. But who knows? I saw him doing some grappling stuff against the cage <laughs> and some training and, and pushing guys off and throwing hooks. He looks deadly, of course. Standing up. You know, a quote from him is he said he comes from a long line of bare knuckle boxing champions. Getting hurt, getting bloody. You saw my last fight. Blood everywhere. Nothing new to me. All part of my heritage, part of my upbringing. He's just a savage guy. You know, he says shit like that with his accent. He's just a big dude. And he throws big hooks. So I would love it. He's one of my favorite boxers out there. Talking about the press conferences leading up, he would just be talking so much shit. Yeah. Okay, before we move on and wrap the show, who 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 do you like him facing off against if he did come over? um volkoff comes to mind for me
1: yeah or maybe uh stipe Ooh, that would yeah. be fire yeah because they're like yeah. you know stipe you know he's got some decent boxing he's like a boxer. but i think stipe would take
0: him down real quick i know because he's yeah. got great wrestling yeah. too and beat him up probably yeah we'll see what happens all right is that it jeff for the final topic all right, guys, I think that'll be it. So this is our second time on the live. We're going to keep pushing these. Haven't really pushed and started marketing these, marketing these yet, but I think we will after uh, this round, feeling a little bit more comfortable on the live, got, got everything down. So we'll wrap there. We'll market them next time. Thanks, everyone, for watching the MMA Rundown brought to you by FanDuel. We'll see you next time.